For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6:23. Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as he brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down to earth, and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Are you ready to hear a life-transforming message this morning? I don't know about you, but I'm being blessed by the messages. Amen. And this morning, our Father is in the house one more time to feed us with the word of God. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, relax. Something good is coming away. Hallelujah. This morning, we have our Father in the house, and I believe that He's prepared something special for us. Amen. And if you're excited about this and you're ready for the Word of God, you want to stand to your feet with Jesus' joy in your heart as we, as we welcome our pastor, our Bishop Patrick Bruce. about the Good Samaritan. How many were here last week? About the Good Samaritan. Yeah, and um, we, we mentioned four different characters who were mainly involved in that story. It's the man on a journey. And you also, you're on a journey. If you are not, you're in worse trouble. Yes. If you are not going anywhere, your case is worse. So ask your neighbor, where are you going on your life's journey? What is your destination? Uh, the man was on a journey, you know, and um, along the way he met some unexpected events, which happens all the time. That is what happens when you need a friend. The second group were the people who walked by the no helpers no the, the thieves the thieves were the second group the bad people who really are bad in this world people are bad who tell a young lady by don't say yes to every fool who proposes to you don't say yes some people if you say yes it's a problem you have, you have rather brought a problem on yourself because the man is a bad man looking for a good wife and that is a problem in this world. Many bad men want good wives. You know, and many good girls don't know better. So be aware of the bad men in the society. And then the third category were those um, who didn't help. And the, the last was the one who helped. Hallelujah. So this morning we look at the Good Samaritan again. And to have a deeper understanding of helping others helping others amen you know that one of the biggest problems if not the biggest problem that we we face in life as people is selfishness that is that is one of the things that are that spoil things most when you have a friend who is selfish um, it doesn't work. Um, the relationship suffers when you have a wife or a husband who is selfish. The marriage is in trouble. When you have a brother or a sister who is selfish, very soon you drift away. Um, many of us have not thought deeply about what self, how bad selfishness is, but it is probably the beginning of all evil is the most devilish of all the sins that is what satan exhibited i will i will i will we we see pride and arrogance yes at the same time that behavior is selfishness where he's thinking about <clears throat> thinking about himself what he will do and what he will gain and what will be done for him 
So um, you, you can say that Satan's big challenge, Satan's big um, crime, his big sin was selfishness. Hallelujah. So every time we fall into selfishness, you have become most devilish. We have become most like Satan. Not, I mean, as for killing, few of us will go to kill somebody. Yeah, a few. I mean, there are some sins of his that we will, we are not likely to try at all. But the, the big ones are the ones we overlook. We overlook lying as a very major sin. And we don't mind liars. But I tell you, lying is one of the worst sins. If you're going to find a wife and there are two women left, one fornicator and one liar, which one should you choose? Only two are left. Which one should you choose? Choose the fornicator. After they are finished, there's nobody else to fornicate with. But the liar will bring in many other evils into your relationship. Amen. Amen. And so, this morning, we are talking about selfishness and others. And how selfishness is the root reason why many of us or many people do not help others. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4. It says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Don't tap anybody and tell them, Don't be concerned. About only your things. No, no, your things, your things are, are are important. It's true, but that's not the reason why you are here. Be concerned about others. Amen. Luke chapter ten and verse thirty. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And tell somebody, thieves there, they are there, they are there. Tell somebody, they are there, thieves. They have been there and they are not going anywhere. They are around us. Some cry in the church. Ask him, look, when you go to any marketplace, any airport, any such place, do you leave your phone on your chair? Do you leave your phone hanging in your back pocket? So why do you do the same in church? It's the same. Human beings are here. Okay? And when, tell them, but listen, if God forbid your phone is stolen, it's not the church, it's the human beings. It's not the church. Don't blame the church. Okay? Hey, okay? If you come to church and your phone is stolen, whose fault is it? It's the people, it's not the church. The church doesn't steal. It's the people in the church who stole, one of them, it's one of them who stole your phone. It could be anybody. I will say who it is. And, and, and he fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and pass by on the other side. Listen, I want you to believe that Jesus doesn't doesn't give examples by heart. I want you to understand that when Jesus is, is speaking, he's saying something definite and deliberate. Okay? Okay? And so, and, and when you are giving parables, you are often trying to say a lot at the same time. So you are trying to cover many, many points with the maximum coverage. I mean, cover as many people at the same time. So when Jesus was speaking of a man in need, I, I listening, of a man in need, and then he brought the man who had fallen among thieves and was wounded and hurt. When he was trying to indicate those who didn't help him, he mentioned church people. He mentioned a priest 
and the Levites. And, and, and these are the ones who he highlighted as failing to help. He didn't say a businessman passed. He didn't say a policeman passed or, a, or an immigration server. No, 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 no. He didn't mention any of those other professionals. He mentioned people who were in church. Meaning, that, meaning that God expects those of us who say, Tapeniba, please. God expects those of us who say we are in church to help. He expects it. It is, it is remarkable. It is significant. It is noteworthy that somebody who says he's in church will walk by and not help. It's, impo- it's, it's important to note. Amen. Oh, I said amen. If there's a house burning and a fire service passes by, would it be a problem? And it doesn't stop. Would it be a problem? It would be a big problem. It would be a big problem. Because that is their job. They are supposed to see fires and put it out. You, your job is to leave the fire and call fire service. Theirs is to come to the fire and put it out. That is their job. If thieves arrive somewhere and they are shooting and there's a policeman there who doesn't shoot some, he is failing in his job. And that is remarkable. So Jesus made a point. He said, when this man was hurt and needed help, those who passed by and didn't help, and he noted their names were church people. Tell somebody, listen, if you don't help, you are, you are, you are making a big mistake. Oh, tap it, but tell them. As the ch- you are here in church this morning. You are here in church this morning. You are qualified as a priest and a Levite. And then you see a man in help. You are not able to think of others. You are qualified as a failure. Yeah. You are qualifying as a failure. And the man passed by and then he went on to talk about a Samaritan. Amen. A Samaritan. And a Samaritan, there were those who were not respected. Not valued. Not. And so Jesus said that, listen, if you, the children, will not praise the Lord, stones, stones will rise up and praise him. He said, if you don't do what you are called to do, I tell you, somebody else will do it. But you get the credit. Yeah. Somebody else, look, ask for the work, it will be done. Oh, yes. Ask for saving human beings, it will be done. Somebody will save them. Somebody will rise up and go. You, you won't go. You won't give. Tell neighbor, have you not noticed? You don't pay tithes, but still the church is growing. Stop your neighbor. Haven't you seen? You don't give offerings, but still we are building. Go and see Tikrom. I'll, I'll show you pictures today. I don't have the pictures. We are, we are building still. If you don't do your part, it doesn't mean the church will stop. It will continue. Tell somebody, the church is marching on. It's still taking ground. It's still growing. We are still winning many, many souls. And the church will do well with or without you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together this morning for the church. Not for you. Not for you. You don't deserve a clap. They are clapping for the church. Oh, clap for the church. It's not stopping at all. It's not. St- it's moving forward. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's moving forward. It's working. And so Jesus is saying that if you, the church people, Levite and 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 um, priests, you don't help, you don't help as you should. And there is a man like. I mean, sometimes you say, oh. I didn't see. Somebody is broke. I, I didn't see. He didn't say he was broke. He didn't say he was hungry. Sometimes people are in trouble and they don't say it. True or not true? How many have been told for you? He said nothing. Just kept quiet and just suffered in silence. Can I see your hand? Suffering in silence. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very common thing. And so when that happens, we are not too sure what to do. But here was a man lying on the ground, wounded, clearly in need. And some of the needs, they are clear. Some of the needs are very easily seen. Very visible. And and Jesus said, sometimes you cannot say you didn't see. Amen. Some of you, you have friends and colleagues and brothers and sisters who are not born again. You can't say you didn't know. Tap your neighbor and say, you, 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 you have friends and colleagues 
tap your neighbor on the shoulder and say, you, you have, you know somebody. Yeah. Not that you're not sure. You know, you have some friends, you are very sure they are sinners. True or not true? You have some girls, you know, these girls, I, this is my girl, I know her, my sister. She's a class one fornicator. Oh, top, top, top. Top, top fornicator. She has three boys. What is called Kuju? What is called Kwame? What is called John? I even know them. One comes on Tuesday, one comes on Friday. I know the time they will know their, their schedules. I know how the thing works. Amen. Amen. Listen. Everybody has, there are, there are some needs that are clear. There are some needs that you don't need any, any help to look. You can see clearly this is a man in need. Some people, are you listening? From the way they dress, you can see this girl, she needs help. You can see clearly when you are walking in town showing your breast, don't you need help? Or you don't need help? You're walking down, your breast is falling down. I mean, you need help to put it back again. Or you don't, or you don't agree with me? Hey, are you here? You've gone home this morning. You see a young man walking in town with his phone, and when you check his pornography, doesn't he need help? He needs help. There's something wrong with his head. It's not correct. If you are watching, can I watch in secret and in quiet? In a corner somewhere. But you are sitting in a torture and you are watching pornography. Tap your neighbor's head. Is, you, is your head correct? Is your head correct? If you are doing such a thing, you, you see, don't say that, oh, it's his choice. It's not his choice. He's a man who needs help. Amen. And, and so Jesus told us clearly there are some people who need help. And, and we, I mean, if you are here in church, what we are saying that we are the ones who should be able to help. And it says that, listen, a priest and a Levite, you know, we, all of us, we are a chosen generation. All of us, we are a royal priesthood. All of us. Don't think that when you come to church it's the pastors who are the workers. No, all of us. All of us are here serving Jesus. It just so happens that I'm here and you are there. But one day we will change places. And I'll be sitting down and you'll be, hey, I don't think so. You don't think so. One day we'll change places. Because when I'm not here, will the church stop? Not at all. It will continue. And a different person will come here. Maybe one of us. It's appropriate. One of us should rise up and take over after me. Will you? Ask your neighbor. Will you be the next pastor? Or you stay in your chair and just keep on supporting. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. But but the the good Samaritan, he, he was the unlikely person. Are you here this morning? Did you bring your notebooks? You bought your notebooks? Yeah, you bought it. Okay, beautiful. The, the good Samaritan, he was the unlikely. You're using your food. Yeah. Don't worry. After next month, we'll collect all phones at the door. And then begin to look for paper. Paper writers. Hallelujah. But you see, the, the good Samaritan, he was the one who helped. The one who um, saw the, the guy in need, noticed him, and he went to help. And so this morning, I want us to look at how you too can be a good Samaritan. Amen. How you too can turn away from being the non-helpers. How you too can change your... Your, your status, your situation from being an observer, from being the ones who failed the master to being those who were commended as, as, as um, helpful. Amen. And, and, and you see, there's a very important reason why this is important. You know, and it's Luke 10 and verse 25. Some, sometimes we don't we don't know why we do certain things, but this is the reason. This is the the whole story of 
the good Samaritan came because of this question. Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? It is not about being good or being bad. It's about heaven and hell. Helping other people is not to get a few pats on the back and get a few well dance and get a, a good uh, citation. No, that, that's not what it's about. That's not, you are not helping people that you hear well done from human beings. No, 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 no. That's not what it's about at all. To become uh, uh, the one who had the most converts, to become the one who got the most, that's not, it's about your eternal salvation. That is what is being discussed here. What happens to you when you die finally, as you will one day? It's about eternal life. Amen. Amen. So when we say become a good Samaritan, it's not that we are saying be a good boy. It's not that we are saying that be a, a helpful guy, be a, a, a helper in the area, go around, clean the gutter, pick up all the rubbish, help them to cross the streets, stand at the roadside, stop your car, let somebody pass. No, that's not a good Samaritan. That you are helping people do good. Because somebody had a puncture, you stopped and helped them. That's a good Samaritan. Then you get a, a, some credit. No. We are talking about your eternal destiny. How, how you can have eternal life. That's how important it is. That's how serious it is. And that's why if you miss being a good Samaritan, you'll be surprised where you might end up. Hey. You're not sure what will happen to you if you lay aside... I mean, what we are preaching this morning, no, 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 it's not, it's not just another message. It could be your life to give you a path for your life. To help you, guide you on the way you live this life. Amen. Are you here this morning? How to, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? How to receive, how to get eternal life? That's what the good Samaritan achieved. And, and he did it by helping others. That's all. He did, he, he did it by helping others. He went out of his way. Look, every time a church, all our activities as a church is for others. All we do in this church, all our activities, once you are here, you are okay by the grace of God. By the grace of God. And we are now working, doing all we are doing to help others. Amen? But listen, even among the weak, there are some tears. And that's why we have to be sure, which one are you? Jesus said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will be with me in paradise. Which one? Ask anybody, are you going or you are not going? Ask anybody, which one are you? So we have to be sure which, which kind of member you are because not all are correct. There are some members who steal phones. Are you that one? There are some members who have, you, are, you are in church and you have a boyfriend who is in town and you are going there small, small. Or he's coming to you small, small. Or you are meeting small, small somewhere. Are you that one? There are that, that different types. So to know which type of member you are, that is how come this thing is so important. Hallelujah. So to be a good Samaritan, how to ensure your eternal destination, how, how to walk on this road. Let me give you what, what, made, what the good Samaritan did. Number one, he changed his plans. He changed. He was going on a journey. He was going to, on, on a road from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was also moving somewhere. He had a destination. He had a plan. He was going somewhere. But when he saw a man in need, he stopped there and he changed his plans. Amen. He laid aside his plans and did something else. One of the big reasons why many people don't come on outreach, don't come for programs, is that I have a plan. Pastor, I'm busy. I'm going somewhere. I'm washing, I'm cooking, I'm doing my house cleaning. Um, Saturday morning, I can't come. Why? Because it's my day of rest. It's my plan. It's your plan. 
Well, I came to tell you something that you should be able to change your plans. Yeah. Change your plans. Ask for plans. We have plans. Oh, yes. And you are supposed to make plans. I mean, we, we said that this man is a man on a journey. A, a journey with a destination. You are supposed to make plans. A man who doesn't have plans is not going anywhere. But you should be willing to change your plans. I didn't hear an amen. I know you plan to spend this weekend at home. You plan to travel to Accra. You plan to go and visit your sister, your brother, your cousin. I know you have plans. But when God's activity comes up, change your plans. Put your plans aside. Let another plan be activated in your life. I didn't hear an amen. Don't be so rooted and fixed on your that I have planned to go, I have to go. Today is washing day. Ah, how many have worn dirty clothes before? How many have worn dirty clothes before? Lift your hand up and let me see the current people in the church. Dirty clothes before. A shirt you've worn twice, then you wear a third time. True or not true? Let me go further. How many have worn used pants before? You raise your hand, you are here. Don't raise your hand. Not, not false. A panty you wore, but you are going out today. There's no clear panty. Then you take another one again. Inside out. Somebody answered the thing. Look, when you are hot, you change your plans. Amen. And do you know why you should change your plans? Do you know why you should be willing to change your plans? Because many of our plans don't work. If your plans were working, would you be sitting here like this? If your plans were on course, would you, would you be in a house with a car and a husband and a baby and money in your ticket going to London next week? If you had your plans, would you be sitting here like this, walking here and walking back home? Tell somebody, your plans are failing. Tell them, but your plans are failing. And likely, look, nobody plans to get C in an exam. They plan to get A, or do you get the last exam? What did you get the last exam? Ask your classmate, last exam, what did you get? Some C minus or some D plus or something like that. All your hopes for A have vanished like the wind. Because our plans, many don't work. Amen? And that's why you should be willing to change your plans. Your plans are not God. Your plans are not so important that if you change it, something's going to happen. Ah, many times you are going somewhere, then you don't go. Then you, what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. Hallelujah. But sometimes we use our plans as the reason why I can't come for outreach, I can't come for a convention, I can't come for a program, or even I can't come to church. Why are today I'm going to see my auntie who is not well? Anybody are not serious. Have anybody say I'm not serious? You're going to see an auntie who is not well on Sunday. That's the only day she's there. You're going to sacrifice your eternal destiny for an auntie who is not well. And you're going to go and see her on Sunday morning. Tell someone to change your plans. Amen. Amen. Let, let no plan of yours direct you. Let no plan that you made become the, the rule that now controls you. You made their plan. Change it. How many have ever woken up, I'm going to wear this dress. Then when you wake up, no, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. How many have changed their mind before? Yeah. Tell somebody, keep changing your mind. Keep changing your mind. Yeah. That's how to be able to help others. Because we, we always, I mean, we always have plans. But those plans must be changeable. And when, when we decide that we are having a series of programs in church, we are having a convention, we are having a program in church, which you, you were not aware of, you are not being told. What do you do? Change your plans. When there is no activity, stay home and wash Saturday morning. It's okay, you have to wash. Hey, tell somebody you have to wash. 
You have to cook. Don't keep buying food. You have to cook. You have to wash. How, how can you be a proper wife if you can't cook? I said, but how can you be a proper wife? You can't cook. You can't wash. Hey, you have to learn all those things. Hallelujah. Change your plans. Amen. Amen. What did I say? You are planning to learn this Saturday morning because I have an exam next week. So Saturday morning, I've scheduled this time, 7 to 11. It's learning time. So what should you do for the outreach? Change your plans. Change your plans. You know, I'm planning to go to market Saturday morning. That's when the Bantama market is most active and then the most deals are there. When I go early morning, I can buy all the things for the whole month. And last week, I should have come. I didn't go. And so this week, dear, the only day I'm going, inshallah, this week I'm going. Yeah. I'm go- this Saturday, dear, is my time. If I don't go this Saturday, this week, I can't cook. And then Saturday, I'm doing outreach. What should you do? What should you do? Then what do I eat this week? Have you ever had empty house before? Did you die? You just limp every day, manage curry and sugar and something. Just keep on eating something every day. But change your plans so that you can be active. It's simply that you didn't make your you didn't you didn't add us to your plan. That's why you're not active in church. That's all. That's all. You are planning to be at the shop Saturday morning as normal. Okay, no problem. Be there. But this Saturday you are doing outreach. So what should you do? Change your plans and just leave the shop and say, I'm gonna do something else. Hallelujah. The Samaritan stopped his journey and came to help a man who was lying down on the ground. Change your plans. And after helping him, what did he do? He lifted him up onto his own donkey. And what happened? He himself was walking. Listen, to help somebody, you may inconvenience yourself. Be ready. I said be ready. For what? For inconvenience. Every time... Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Every time you help somebody, you are in danger of being inconvenienced. The money you have laid down is gone. Now you have to manage without it. Every time you are helping somebody... Look, you, you will be in a bit of a tight spot. Are, are you listening? It is those who want to have everything perfect. I want everything working the way I want it to be. They are the ones who can't help anybody. No, 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 no. I've, I've laid. Look, this, 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 this rice is for this thing. This dress is for this thing. This money is for this thing. It's all laid out. I can't, I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you. That, that's, not, that's not how it works. If you have that kind of a mind, you're not able, you won't be able to help anybody. But the good Samaritan, he stopped. Listen, we are talking about helping somebody. Be mindful of others. And the only way you can do that is to lay yourself aside. I didn't hear an amen. We've been doing outreach for the past three, four, five weeks. Many of us have not even lifted one finger to help. Many of us, many of us, we just keep you yourself, you are being brought to church. You have not done anything to help to bring anybody into, the, into church, to talk to anybody. You, you have not helped anybody simply because you didn't add it to your plans. Many never, you know, when we make when we announce programs, we announce activities, we announce um, outreaches, crusades in the area. Do you know what happens? Many of us, you don't even plan to attend. It, it, there, there is no plan. I, I, are you here this morning? There is no plan. I mean, they announce this evening, this Saturday, crusade at Bantama High Street or somewhere. Then we all clap, clap, clap for me, clap, clap, clap. Yeah, but as you are clapping, there is no plan that oh, I will be there some. 
You just clap and say, oh, it's news. It's just breaking news. Okay, it's a news. It's an information. They just said it. They're having a program at Bantama. Good. I wonder who's going. That's exactly what they are thinking. Because as you sit there, there's no plan that I'm going some. There's no plan. Because sometimes, okay, true, sometimes we make plans, but they change. Yeah. But you, as you are sitting down there, there's no, I mean, we, we, are, we are announced that this, everybody, bring someone to church, talk to your neighbor, talk to somebody, and people look at you, and they smile. But they have no plan. When we say, even think of who you are going to talk to, write his name on a paper and pray over that person. No, they don't bother. They don't bother to go one step further. Why? They have no plan, no intention of trying to go out and win a soul. Even, even, I'll be here next week. That's all. That one crap, we're not sure. If God permits. If God permits, I'll be in church. Not that I plan to be in church and I'm aiming to be in church. And as you're announcing a program, I'm aiming to be a partaker in that activity. Many of us don't have that mind. Amen. Are you here this morning? Yeah. Plan, plan to be a part of it. Amen. Plan to be a part of it. Plan to, to help. What, what, and, and not, you see, our plans don't, our plans don't help much. Amen. Mark chapter 1. And verse 37. They were looking for Jesus. And when they found him, they said, All men seek after you. Yeah, Jesus, all I mean, all the men are looking for you. This is a good place to be. We, we are doing very well here. And Jesus said, Now let us go into the next town. That's why I came. I, I didn't come to make myself comfortable. No, no, no. I came to help others. I didn't. My plan is not that I should be established somewhere. That's not my plan. That's not my aim. That I came to build myself a case. No, I came. Jesus, he came from heaven. For who? For himself? No, not at all. Not at all. He came for us. I said he came for us. Jesus came from heaven. He, di- he didn't have to come. He came because... God sent him to save us from our sins. That's why he came. And he said that likewise, does he send us out? Same way, same manner. Go out and help. Amen. Listen to this. Write it down. Many people try hard not to do bad. Many people try hard to not do bad. Try hard. Many Christians, they, they, they really try. But they don't try to do good. They don't try hard to do good. Philippians chapter 2. And verse 19. This is Paul speaking. And he said, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. I'm sending you Timothy. Timothy was a good guy. Timothy was a man who he thought of as a son, my son Timothy. Yes, in the ministry. I mean, somebody who was close to me and we we had a good relationship. That's Paul and Timothy. And, And why Timothy... Listen to this. For I have no man like-minded. I have no one like Timothy. Who can say that about you? I have no one like-minded who will naturally care for others. I have no one. I mean, I don't have to talk plenty. We say we are going out. Yes, let's go. We are going to help. Yes, let's help. I have no one like-minded Every activity, you know, some people, when I was in secondary school, I had a friend. Hey, this friend is amazing. Every question, the answer is no. <laughs> Everything. Look, 
there is nothing you will say that you will start with saying yes. Eh, we call him opposer. Eh, look, we are, we are hungry. Let it carry sugar. No, carry pepper. Okay, try carry pepper. Say no, carry sugar. He has never said yes before as the first answer. Never. No. Some people, they just oppose everything. Let's do outreach. No, let's do it next week. Let's go ahead. No, let's do this one instead. They always have another opinion. What has Paul said about Timothy? I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Why? For all men seek their own. All men seek their own. Not the things which are Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not the thing like Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen. One of the greatest things you can do for yourself, are you listening, is to help others. One of the, the, one of the best ways to ensure your eternal destiny is to be, like Paul said of Timothy, to be mindful of the things that are Jesus Christ's. Not your things. Your things don't matter much. Your things end very often in disaster. But think of others. Amen. Help other people. Don't be so concerned about yourself. Help somebody else. The secret, the surprise of heaven. Are you ready? Are you ready? The surprise of heaven. Listen to this. Matthew 25. The surprise of heaven. Heaven will be a surprise, a piece of surprises. Yeah. When you get to heaven, you see some people who are there. Say, hey, what are you doing here? I'm here. I'm here, some. I knew you ended as a drunkard. Yeah, you knew me, but I changed. Or as I, I was drinking, I was praying to God, help me. And you don't, you'll be surprised. Verse 31. And when the Son of Man, are you listening? This, this morning, we are talking about the Good Samaritan and how he went out of his way to help others. And how it's an important part of answering the question how do I inherit eternal life? You, you may think the two are not connected, they're not related. They are. They are. Verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall, are you here this morning? And I tell you, that day don't be a goat, be a sheep. Amen. Why? He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto the, them on his right hand, the sheep, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is the, the, the great blessing. This is what he will tell to those, those who are on the right, those who are the sheep. I mean, a similar thing is, well done, thou good and faithful servants. Well done. But what did they do? For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. Have you ever bought somebody food before? Have you ever bought somebody food before? Given it saw a lady carrying a child on her back, and then out of compassion, you gave her money to buy food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. And you see, sometimes you think of that, oh, but last time me and my friend, we were going to town, we saw some pizza, we bought the pizza and I paid for it. I, no, I, I don't mean buying things for your friends. I, I don't mean me and my friend, we were buying, then we saw watches, then we stopped to buy the watches, buy watches, and coat and, and what again? 
what do you add to the a salad and everything? Then we then I paid. And I and Willie. And I paid. That's not what I mean. That we bought for ourselves, two hours we're working together, and no no no. He said I was a stranger. You see that listen, the things we do for strangers. Every time we do outreach, do you know who we are talking about? Who we are talking to? They are strangers. Every time we go on the streets and knock on doors, we are going to meet strangers. That's what we are about, strangers. And he said, I was a stranger and you took me in, naked and you clothed me. One day I saw some children walking. They were wearing shorts, going to school. Their shorts, in fact, it was little more than a rag. And it was so torn that it didn't cover anything. Yeah, I mean, everything was showing. As the boss walking, we were showing through. I mean, everything was showing. Nothing was hidden. The shorts were so torn. And when he passed me, I said, this, this boy cannot live like this. So I, I told him, look, young man, come and see me tomorrow. I called him, come to my, my shop. He was passing by. Come tomorrow and come and see me. And pass here again. Do you know what happened? He didn't come. I wasn't surprised. Because he didn't think that nobody came. I've worn these shorts every day for how many weeks? Nobody has said anything. So I, he didn't come. But it didn't matter. I spent some three or four days around the close of school, waiting at the door, waiting to see him pass again. Do you know what happened? He passed again. Yeah, he passed again. And I called, I said, come. I had gone to collect my children's shorts. My children, they have shorts. Then they sew. This one is too short. This one is too big. Then they change it. This one is too tight. Then they change it. I had about 20 shorts lying down there for three boys. All sizes. Oh, what with it? Yeah. He got about three or four shots that day. I was naked. And he clothed me. Sick. And he visited me. I was in prison. And he came unto me. That is, that is why for many years I've had prison ministry in my church. It's now I don't do too much. But for many years, every Christmas, we'd go to the prisons. Every month, every so often, we'd go to the prisons and preach. It's not that I don't do so much. But you see, because these are the strangers. And you know why? And the king shall, and they, and they said, then, verse 37, then shall the righteous answer him and say, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty? And gave thee drink. When saw we? They were, they were asking, Lord, I'm confused. I don't remember ever meeting you anywhere to give you dress or food or clothes. They said, Lord, you are, you are saying I'm blessed. I should come to heaven because I gave you food. But Lord, when? I never saw Jesus walking on the street in town to buy him. Of course, if I see Jesus, I'll buy him things. Of course. How many would not buy him things? Why would? If Jesus appeared right now, I need 20 cities. How many would give him 20 cities? Hey! That one point you won't do. No, if Jesus came right now and said he needs help, I tell you, many will rise up and help him. Many. And he said that, you have helped me. But you ask you, I don't remember, Lord, when did we see you? Because I never saw anybody, a white man with long hair, I never saw Jesus anywhere. I never saw anybody who seemed like Jesus. And verse 40, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. That's the key for helping others. Hallelujah. That's the key. Helping somebody who doesn't seem to be uh, significant, a stranger, somebody who you have not met before and likely you not meet again. Sometimes you go on outreach to talk to strangers and you, 
I mean, sometimes those you meet on the street, look, they are not neat. They are not well dressed. They are scruffy. But they are the ones who we are looking for. They are the ones who Jesus died for. They are the ones who up until now have not heard the gospel properly. Many of us have heard the gospel many, many times. Some haven't heard it. Some have really no idea who Jesus is. And we're supposed to go and talk to them. Ask anybody, who have you spoken to about salvation? Tap your neighbor, shake him. Shake, ask him, who, who? Shake your neighbor, ask him, who have you spoken to about salvation? Who have you, who have you ever tried to bring to church? To lift from destruction? Who? Most of us just come ourselves. Yeah. And that's where the, the goats come in. Then shall he say also to them on his left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. We are adding human beings to the devil's fire. Hey, is that your new destination? Is that your new at home? We are adding you to the devil's category. And he said, why? Because I was hungry and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. One day I was standing at an STC station with three friends. And then a lady came, a woman. She just came, walked up to me and asked me for money. And when she came to ask me for money, I turned my back because I was talking to my friends. Then she went came to my other side to ask me again. Then I turned again. And we were three standing there. Then, then she came and, hey, I said, why? We are three here, but she, I'm the only one she's asking for money. My other friend, she didn't ask them at all. Just ask me. Give me money. And then I turned. So after a while, she went away. Then she went and stood maybe across where the other cars were parked. And I saw her looking at me. I said, hey, what is this? I mean, I, I contact, look at me, I'm looking at you. So I just looked away. Then after a while, I checked again, to see she's still there. And she was still standing there looking at me. And I, and I was just thinking, these beggars, they are, when they are begging, they, they don't give you peace. I mean, they, when they are begging, now they make you feel so bad. Then I just ignored her. But when I turned my back again, I suddenly had a very bad feeling in my heart. Why didn't you give her five cities? What will it cost you to give her a little money? What will it cost you? How much will five cities make for you? Not, no difference. But look at the person standing there. It would probably make a big difference for her. So I, I, I was very unhappy inside myself that I didn't help her. So I just looked for money in my pocket, five cities, found it. Then I said, oh, where is this woman? Let me look for her. And as I looked for her, do you know something? I couldn't find her again. I looked. I looked. I mean, this is a whole STC compound. I looked everywhere. I couldn't find her again. And I began to pray. I said, oh God, forgive me. I said, oh God, forgive me. I said, maybe this woman is not a woman. Maybe an angel sent to test me to see how kind, how generous, how Christian I am. Maybe she was sent to see if I had a good heart or a wicked heart. Mr. Man, just put your hand down. Yeah, put it down, yes. And listen carefully. I said, maybe she was sent as an angel to test and see how, how Christian am I? How, do I care for others? And I said, hey, if it is true, I failed. And I looked, I looked for her. I, I, you see, my friends were chatting. Then I stopped chatting. Oh, no, no, no. My, my trouble had changed. From dodging a woman. Now I'm looking for her. And I searched the hope that I couldn't find her. I said, no, 
you can't disappear like that in the two or three seconds it took me to take out money from my pocket. You can't just vanish like that. No, no, no. It's not a, it's not a good thing. It's a very strange thing. And I said, no. And I, and I prayed to God at that moment. I said, God, forgive me. I failed. I have failed. I have failed. I, I should have done a little help. But I didn't. I was busy thinking, don't bother me. Don't disturb me. That is the root of selfishness. You are disturbing me. That, that is why we don't help other people. Because if I give, I won't have enough for myself. The, the, the ten virgins, five had enough, five were shots. And those who were short said, give me some of your oil. What did they say? No. Because if I give you, I won't have enough for myself. Go and buy your own. And that's how come many of us live our, live our lives. We don't care for other people because I won't have enough. But you know something? You have more than enough. You have more than enough. You have enough time. You have more than enough that you need. And that, from that day, you know, in my car, if I go to my car right now, I have one city, one city, one city, one city in my car. Do you know why? If a beggar asks me, I'm ready. I'm ready to help anybody who comes my way. I mean, once in a while, I don't do it. But oftentimes, when I don't do it and a guy passes, then I begin to say, hey, has Jesus passed? Ha- have I missed it again? Recently, a certain man, where I passed, a certain man came to block the road with a piece of wood because he had filled in the portals and was asking for money. But the day before, I gave him money. So that day, I was angry with him. I said, you can't block the road like that. Over, over what? I mean, it's not your road. It's just a public road. You can't just take your road and block it and then demanding money. Remove your thing and let me pass. And then he, he removed it and I passed. Then as I passed, then I came, I heard a voice. One city. What does it mean to you? To him. He said, today I'm not eating. I said, I'm not your father. I didn't call you. I didn't send you. And with or without you, I will pass this road. I'll pass the road. But I said, let me, I mean, I just passed. And after I passed, once again, I just heard the words. Why didn't you give him small money? Why not? What does it mean to you? Why didn't you help him a little? And I, I, I listened to me this morning. That's where we are failing. Many of us, why didn't you help somebody a little bit? You are so busy concerned about yourself. Why didn't you help? Why didn't you go out of your area? Out of, you are in your house. Sitting in your house doing what? Watching TV. What useless programs are you watching? Which will be repeated in any case. That you can't get up and go out and talk to somebody on the streets. And, and Jesus said to them, Depart from me, ye cursed. I was hungry, gave me no meat. I was thirsty, gave me no drink. I was stranger, took me not in. Naked, clothed me not. Sick, not and in prison, not visited. Ask your neighbor, are you qualified? Ask your neighbor. Tap your neighbor, ask him, are you passing? Are you becoming a person going to heaven? Are you qualifying? And they said, Lord, when did we see you? Because if I had seen you, by all means, I'll give you 10 cities. If I had seen you, my shirt, I'll give it to you. Then I'll wear a singlet. If I had seen you, Lord Jesus, my shoes, you can wear it. I'll go on barefoot. Oh, Lord Jesus, if I had seen you, dear, I'll do it. And he said, 45. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least, you did it not to me. Hallelujah. This morning, I want you to change your lifestyle this, from this day on. Change your lifestyle. Change how your mind works. Change how you look at people. Change how you consider church activities. This, this morning, I, I listen to me. This morning, I want you to change 
many things right now. I want you to decide that I am going to be a helper. A helper of people. Amen. I didn't hear an amen. This one, look at me, look at me. This morning, I want you to change how you consider helping other people. I want you to change what you think about doing Christian work, activities, working for God. Working for God. It's not only standing in, in, in the pulpit preaching. This is just a part of it. It is going out. I gave you it. I just showed you right now. It is going out, preaching to people, talking to them on the streets, outreach, just talking to people to lead them and guide them to salvation. That is the work of God. Helping somebody down, somebody broken. Many people are hurt. Helping that person to come together again. That's the work of God. They are the ones Jesus commended. This morning, I want you to change your mind. Hallelujah. Change your mind, change your hearts. Change your plans. You, 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 you have planned your weekends. You have planned your holidays. Oh, change your plans. Decide whatever needs to be done, I'll do it. Decide whatever, however I can help, I will. I will, I will do my part to be sure that somebody is covered. Somebody must hear the gospel. And if nobody will, I will. This morning, I want you to decide that I'm going to be a helper and a worker in the house of God. Put your hands together and stand to your feet. Wherever you are this morning, stand to your feet. Just... This morning I'm calling two people out. This morning I'm calling two people out. This, you are here and you're not born again. You are here this morning. You're not sure where you die, where you go when you depart this earth. You want to be, you want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven, but I'm not sure. You are here this morning. You're not born again. You are not sure what it means to be born again. Do me a favor, wherever you are, just lift your right hand. You are here this morning. You are not born again. You are not sure where you die. You go to heaven. Thank you. I see your hand over there. Anybody else? I want to go to heaven, but I'm not sure. Lift your right hand, wherever you are. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. God bless you, my brother. Thank you, man. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Anybody else? I'm not sure where I'm going, but I want to go to heaven. And this morning, Pastor, please pray for me so I can make that entry. Listen, with your hand raised, just come to me right now. Just, just come. If you raise your hand, just come. If you raise your hand this morning, just come. Just come. Oh, your clapping is not. Just come. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, just come. I want to call somebody else too. You are here this morning. And many times you have failed to help the master. Many times God has touched your heart to go out and help somebody. But you didn't go. And this morning as I speak, you feel God touching your heart again. If you are here like that, wherever you are, do me a favor and lift your right hand too. You too. Lift your right hand. You are here and God is touching your heart. I have failed many times. I have failed many times. But this morning God is touching your heart to change. You are here this morning. Just lift your right hand. Just your right hand. You too. Just your right hand. Yes. I see your input. Anybody else? Just your right hand. Thank you. I see your hand there too. You two, come and, come and join me here. You two, come. 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 There should be many more. God is touching your heart this morning. That from this morning always, I want you to rise up and stop thinking about yourself only. But to think of others. There should be many, many more. God is touching your hearts. Come. Come this morning. Come this morning. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. 
I want us to pray, my sisters. You pray after me. Dear Jesus, we are all praying together this prayer. Dear Jesus, today, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my wickedness. And forgive me for doing things my way. Lord Jesus, let your sacrifice wash my sins away. Change my heart. Give me a new heart. One that will love you and serve you all my days. Prepare a place for me in heaven by your side and write my name in the book of life. And Lord, forgive me for not seeing as you see. Lord, forgive me for being concerned about myself only. And Lord, forgive me for not going as you have sent. This morning, I declare, I will go. I will give. I will say. I will help. I will do my best. Thank you, Father, so very much. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for these ladies as they stand here. Thank you for our hearts that you are changing. You are turning around, oh Lord, bringing back in line with yourself. I pray that, Lord, you touch all these young ladies. Cause them to live for you. Cause them to respond to your love the way we should. That we go out of this place sent by the Master. Thank you for salvation that we receive and we give to others. Turn us, all of us who are here this morning, into your workers, your hands and your feet that we go forth from this place and bring back many others rejoicing. Thank you so very much. In Jesus' name. Amen. When he ran to me He took me in his arms Till my head to his chest Said my son's come home We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama behind the Confidence Eaton Place. Listen every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed. He called me back.